Big thanks to Doug, Lindsay, Carol, the FLC in Minneapolis, and Daniel in Australia. Thank you so much. Episode 36 of Doc Fermento Discovers the World. I'm Brian Davis, the host of the show. Today we're talking with Tori Freeman. Tori's a friend of mine I met on the uh, internet, Twitter, whatever, uh, about a year ago. Um, I just love the guy. He's awesome. Um, he's into everything I'm into, plus a whole lot more. Um, you know, same musical tastes and things, and um, he does the same kind of food pattern, this paleo lifestyle. He's a bit more into it than I, and... Um, or a lot. He had attended the Ancestral Health Symposium. This was uh, presented by the Harvard Law School along with the Harvard Food Law Society. It's kind of known as uh, AHS12 on Twitter and elsewhere. So Tori attended that and kind of gave me a little brief wrap-up about uh, what he found there. And what ins- this um, symposium inspired him to start, he's developing a new blog and a podcast, you know, about this whole uh, evolutionary model for human health and wellness and, well, whatever. I'm rambling now. Here's my interview with Tori Freeman. Fantastic, man. It's really good to uh, actually talk to you in, uh, in person. Yeah, and absolutely. I've been meaning, I've been wanting to get you on the show and just f- to talk, not even paleo, you know, just about everything because we click yeah. so well with that, yeah. you know. I agree. I agree. I've thought that too. And it's, you know, it's just funny how time works out. It's like it's given us the opportunity to kind of like, get to know each other through our own individual like timelines and the way we interact with the, the internets and all that kind of stuff. And now here we are. It's kind of like we've gotten a nice little reason to finally come together. And yeah, it's like, yeah, we had a chance to shake it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I'm glad to see you're a little more, um, um, non anonymous, you know, you're using your real name, and you're not yeah. changing your avatar and your yeah. <laughs> Twitter handle every sixty days. I know, I know. I go through, I go through all kinds of weird little phases about certain things like that. It's it's interesting. I can't guarantee that it won't happen again in the future, but I think uh, I think for now, I'm definitely cool with kind of coming out of the shadows, as it were. Cool. Yeah, so this will be part of a show that we're going to do. Um, there was an event, uh, the Ancestral Health Symposium 2012, and you attended, correct? I did. I did. And I am all the better for it. It was, 
it was definitely one of the highlights of my. I mean, I, I you know, it sounds may sound a little over uh, indulgent, but it was kind of like one of the highlights of my life so far. Like, you know, being somebody who uh, who paleo or whatever, just whatever this this movement is has affected you. You know, I know it's affected me. Being able to actually go somewhere and be surrounded with a bunch of other people who have felt the same, gone through a lot of the same things or experiencing a lot of the same things. It was, it was a unique feeling that maybe it's only compared to like certain concerts I've been to. I mean, my wife was jokingly calling it like the fish concert for paleo people or something. It was like, right. It just, it just made a lot of sense. Like, the overwhelming feeling of just being around these people. I mean, you know, regardless, I mean, not regardless, but not even talking into account of like being, you know, the information that was coming and being around the speakers and the presenters and, you know, like that aspect of it, just the community aspect and knowing that there were, it didn't matter if the person was a PhD or, had only was a 40% paleo for the last two months, you knew that they were having some of the same, like synaptic responses that you've been having, you know? And that's like, let's say, uh, it's a profound feeling to be in a, a real physical space like that. You know? Yeah, I could imagine. I've, I'm a pretty antisocial person as far as going to events or social groups, or I'm not a member of any anything <laughs> but um it does speak to a one of my favorite quotes ever by timothy leary when mm-hmm. he said to find the others yeah and for anyone who's pursuing uh health and wellness you know you, you probably couldn't do better than a, a seminar like that yeah i i fully agree i mean going to that one is now kind of got me jazzed up to one i like you know, when it's, when it's applicable for me and affordable to go to like a Western A price, um, conference. And I definitely hope I can make uh, paleo effects in Austin. Um, really wanted to go last year, but it just wasn't in the cards. And, you know, these kind of things, I mean, like, I know that there, I, and from what I understand, there are an actual, like a lot of kind of conferences popping up quantified self and, You know, I just think in general, these kind of like alternative health kind of things. I even remember from a podcast you did, there was a talk about like a a fermenting festival or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A fermentation festival. Yeah, there is. It was out in uh, Sebastopol, California. And I think now it's in, I think they changed locations this year, but it's like maybe Santa Barbara, something like that. Okay. So, yeah, just, you know, in, in my opinion, something bringing people together that, you know, even though music and concerts are amazing things to go and to be part of, and they have such an important place in all of it, you know, those, those kind of things can lead to a lot of um, unhealthy habits while you're there, you know, and, and that's not that big of a deal. I mean, you're there to celebrate, but sometimes those, you you know, I've, I've tended to see a lot of unhealthy practices kind of permeate you know, further than that. So going somewhere where it's kind of the opposite of that and you're, you know, just really flexing some brain power and some brain muscle and like, you know, 
relatively sober. I mean, you know, you go out and maybe like have a drink at night or whatever, and you're jacked up on coffee during the day. But for the most part, you know, you're you're there, all cylinders firing. You know, like, and that's a that's a pretty cool space to be in. You know. Yeah, I like your perspective there for sure. That's really cool. So, when the um, I guess what kicked this off was uh, a tweet you sent out after the conference, and you just mentioned maybe I could interview a few attendees of the AHS 12 and mm-hmm. uh, get their take on their experience. And yeah. You were the, and you, it was your idea, and you were the first to actually sign up for the interview, so here we go. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, well, you know, I mean, being there, I got really inspired, and, um, you know, it's just motivating, you know, expect, like, say... There were just so many cool talks, and one talk that was very motivating, of course, was Rob Wolf and uh, and Joel Salatin. The first day, um, they both gave such inspirational talks, and you just couldn't be there without feeling like you had to go back to your community and just get started doing something. Like it just, I think, I think that was a a feeling that every single person there, no matter if they were an MD or a tech support, you know. I mean, whatever, like whatever their walk of life was, it seemed like people were very inspired and motivated to, to kind of like get this, to keep helping this, uh, the momentum that's going on with, mm-hmm. with paleo and real food and the whole community and the whole alternative health scene, you know? Yeah, I've seen Rob's actions out in the, you know, social networking sphere and it's expanding and it's it's gone well well beyond his book and his podcast where he's on many different shows um you know whether it be lou rockwell or he was even on um the survival podcast i don't know if you oh, ever, yeah? if you've ever heard of that it's uh, uh, jack, jack spearco i you know the name kind of rings a bell but i can't say that I've yeah, actually he was on my this. show but jack runs a very big show about it's for preppers okay um so it's called the survival podcast and it's it's actually about the most level-headed survivalist or prepper show I've ever found. Okay. And Rob was on there um, sharing his message. And um, so, you know, he's, he's really out there making change for the, for the better. What, what was his uh, main focus at AHS? Well, I think it. I think he was just more kind of getting everybody up to speed with what he's been doing, and you know, like the success he's having. Not success in his, you know, like fame, but success in actually accomplishing um, profound health changes in pretty prolific populations. Say, for example, the Reno Police Force. Um, you know, there there are specifics as far as which groups he was uh, hooking up with, their names that I can't recall right now, but he had linked up with a pretty popular, um, like, what's it called, like an, almost like an audit, uh, a court, like a company that's going to go in and kind of audit the health of a department or a corporation. Yeah, it's like a risk, risk assessment, risk exactly, management. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. He hooked up with a risk, uh, risk management team and... and pretty much just gave them the, you know, Rob Wolf autoimmune protocol, whole 30, you know, just the whole 30 day package, but with some, um, bells and whistles, of course. And I think a lot of personalization and, you know, just the whole Rob Wolf treatment, you know, very 
aware of what he's doing, not just like passing out pharmaceuticals and saying this and that, but he even was promoting certain pharmaceuticals that he was using. Um, metformin was one of them. Um, and I think he said in some cases they might even have worked with some statin drugs. So what you have is like a real responsible use of pharmaceuticals when it's really applicable. And I think that sent a message, you know, that this isn't just like screw medicine, we're going to do everything with diet. This is like what tools can we use that we have to like bring these individuals back into good health and prove it with their biometrics, you know. And he even put up some slides of some um, individuals' biometrics and, you know, the (laughs) – the numbers spoke for themselves, even though some of them may have not have been where he wanted them to be, but they were all extremely impressive um, as far as numbers go. You know, and we all know that in the conventional you know health system, numbers are kind of what run the show. So, you know, they're they're coming to the they're coming to the fight with their guns their guns blazing. You know, and that was yeah, that's cool. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people ask me questions and uh, people that are questioning the paleo lifestyle or whatever and they want me to give them some references some uh some trial data you know some random control trials and i'm like yeah, i don't know i just i like rob's approach you know the 30-day buy-in mm-hmm. and um so yeah that, that's all really awesome stuff what was um what was joel all about oh man you know like i've said it i've said it a few times and I mean, that's my preacher, you know, that's my church. Like hearing him talk, I literally, I, I, you know, I'm not really a church goer, but if Joel Salatin was a preacher at a church near me, I would be there both sermons on Sundays and I would be there for the Wednesday sermon as well. You know, like (laughs) the family would be there. The man is incredible. And, you know, besides what he does for a living, just going around and, and the energy he has and the charisma he has and the, the way that he can construct a, a speech, pretty much it all just feels like it's right off the top of his head. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's almost like Rob's in the sense that you don't really feel like you're going to get the same talk again. Yeah. You know? It's not dogma. It's, yeah. It's not a script. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly. a, it's a, it's truly a lifestyle. Joel's the greatest example of that ever. His most recent book, that um, Folks, This Ain't Normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to check that out. I it, it's a fantastic, it's an easy read, and it's, it's a good book that a, any parent should read. Yes, I agree. It's a, a redefinition of what's normal, and uh, pretty much everything in our lives is abnormal, you know? Yes. He, uh, you know, he went through a really good... Um, description of the real pro the real process that if you didn't have modern technology what it would really be like to have to go through the process of sowing seed growing wheat harvesting it fermenting it and and you know threshing it and and getting the seed and actually producing a loaf of bread and the description of it. I mean, there was this moment where he was going through it, talking about it. And, you know, he even said this really impactful thing when the videos come out. Um, I'm really excited to see it because literally the whole, he had everybody, the whole crowd was just silent 
And I had to throw my hand up and just scream hallelujah. And it was like everybody just kind of started clapping. And it, it was just this moment that it did. It felt like you were at church. And the way he described it was so – it made you so aware of his point, which was, you know, bread and grains used to be a sacred thing that were like really – looked at as important and you know and it's just a real shame how just you know completely normal and taken for granted they are in today's world and you know as a as a downside of that as a byproduct of that i think we're all kind of realizing that it's not producing quality health and that the politics that go behind it are just really screwing everything up. And, you know, so when you have somebody presenting that kind of information in this highly spiritual format, it just does. It may, it set the tone for the entire weekend. And from there on out, it really felt like you were just part of something that wasn't just educational, but it was also had a spiritual side to it too. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. That had to be special. It was. It was. I really hope that uh, when the videos come out, you know, in a couple months, I think I saw a tweet from the official Ancestral Health Twitter account that um, I hope that's one of the ones that people really take the time to sit down and watch because it, it just it has the human element that that takes everything else, whether it's biochemistry or food law and politics, and it brings it back to that like real human elements where you can really kind of connect to. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, you know, as I'm trying to follow the Twitter feed there a little bit, AHS 12 while it was going on. And it, at some moments of it, or even afterwards, I thought it's kind of trending towards a Weston, a price approach. Well, Weston, there was definitely a Weston, a price table there. And, um, I, I personally, I think that's great. I think that, you know, like that's a strong front runner in this scene. And the fact that that presence was there kind of unifying with with AHS, I felt like it was a strong partnership and I felt like it was a a really welcome thing to see and to have at the presence. And, you know, just that concept in general, I think it's just another – amazing thing that this community community can rally around and support Mm -hmm. you know what's cool when you bring in a group like weston a price it doesn't degrade the cause what does though is this ridiculous starch debate the the carb debate where you they're just bringing in grant grandstanding uh personalities in in some in some aspects they bring in rosedale well He, he's coming from a place so far beyond the pale. It, it, it's, it's doesn't seem helpful at all. I'm glad they had Chris Cresser in the room at least. He sure, I'm sure he had to bring some balance to it. He did. He's a very um, equanimical, egalitarian kind of uh, voice of reason. Even though he was on the pro starch, it kind of seemed like. Jaminet and Rosedale, they kind of set them the farthest away from each other, you know, to maybe buffer any potential physical violence that may have occurred. But the, um, <laughs> the, the, you know, Dr. Shanahan and Chris Cresser were in the middle and they both, 
even though they had their individual sides, um, they were both a little bit more towards the neutral spectrum as opposed to far out on the, on the strong end of their uh, stance. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's personal opinion here. It's an N equals one thing, you know, if you're a a doctor that deals with a lot of metabolic derangement and, and it's, it's, you're dealing with people who a sweet potato would be like a drink to an alcoholic, then sure. Maybe like you got to push the ketogenic thing a little too hard. And then on the other end, if you're dealing with high performance athletes that really do benefit from some carbs and some extra fast, quick, hard energy, then, you know, I can see how mm-hmm. you're going to be standing on that side of the field. But, um, I just say, why don't we just really see who can, who can take it home here with like a safe starts cage match, you know, let one person load up on some sweet potato and let one person be in ketosis and throw them in a ring and let's, let's see what really happens. Right. The MMA is doing a good job with this right now. You've got paleo MMA dudes and vegans, so they're doing their part. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, I think we can just take this safe starch thing out of here and just let the MMA ring have it, and we'll, we'll really see what happens. <laughs> I was actually quite thankful for um, Jaminé's work and the fact that he participates in the social networking uh, because he his message of safe starches give me some reassurance for my children because um, <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to harm my children by yeah. buying into some dogma. Right. Right. Yeah. So I just started packing up the starches a little bit, especially as the, we came around towards summer um, be, beyond greens, you know, yeah. but you know, rice and sweet potatoes and things like that. And, it's. I think it's been highly beneficial for my kids. So I thank him for that. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I don't. I don't limit. Um, I don't really limit. I mean, I limit which sources that my daughter gets her starch from, but I don't really limit them. If um, I try to limit her fruit because, especially now she's getting a little older, that's awareness of the sweet, and I do see you know kind of a little bit of more of a preference for the sweet flavor, but, you know, I, I try not to, uh, to limit her in, in starches and all that stuff. If she wants some sweet potato, then have some sweet potato. If she wants some peach, pear, fruit, whatever, you know. Yeah. Whole fruits. Absolutely. Just, you know, I, I see people putting orange juice in baby bottles and I cringe now knowing what I know now. Yes. You know, you know, for, from my perspective, you know, I, I had just come off of a vegetarian bender uh, for a year and a half when I hit paleo. So we were extremely pasta centric. It right. was it was filling our plates. Of course, we had greens and things, but it, you know, it was a massive pasta overload. Right. So trying to find the the right sources and the right things to give the kids was you know it took a little work and a little bit of reading and I'm glad there's a few people out there you know changing the message up a little bit right I agree I agree yeah speaking of food man the uh 
there was the food situation at the AHS was was apparently a, definitely a step up from the year before, but uh, it had some it had some interesting areas. So it was good overall. Good overall. Um, you know, I, I will have to say that if I, now that it's over with, I would have probably rather have paid for and attended the sustainable dish dinner than the barefoot banquet. But I am still glad that I did attend the barefoot banquet. Um, and we, you know, we, the, the lunch, we got lunch actually two days that came with the cost of the ticket, which was uh, really nice. I mean, we didn't, we weren't left to have to go out and find lunch on our own and come back. And one day it was provided by a local uh, barbecue um, company. And I mean, you think about it, you're feeding what was there in attendance, maybe 250 or so people. You're feeding 250 of some of the, maybe the most pickiest eaters on the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, that's that's a, that's a little bit of a, a stressful thing to have to do. So, um, I think Yeah, I mean, there's it. people that are going to freak out over everything. Everything. Every detail. Is it charred? Yeah. Is this sauce? Is this sugar sauce? Is this barbecue sauce? Was this, you know, was this prepared under under 225 degrees? <laughs> this meat? I yeah. mean, and, you know, was it grass-fed and... Exactly. So I, I wouldn't even if, if they came if I was a caterer and they came at me, I'd be like, "No, thank you. Take <laughs> your money and spend it elsewhere." Yeah, yeah. So that that part was uh, it, that was an interesting component to it. I um, I look forward to the future of it. Uh, I look forward to watching that component grow because you know that's a difficult component to do in a health conference that's based on food and nutrition, especially with a low carb slant, you know, like, wow, you know, <laughs> but I think it'll other, be interesting. It, Go ahead. The other thing is it's expensive food from the yes. industrial side, yes. whereas typical catered food is chock full of subsidized foods, yes, grains, massive point. cheap breads and things that fill you up, you know, short term. Yep. And when you're, dealing with a, a high quality food it is actually more expensive especially from an industrial you know commercial level yeah there were uh i will have to say that the real secret star of the show uh at ahs was bacon so that was that was pretty interesting as far as food goes okay and then i heard denise minger brought the house down at the very end by uh, exactly i mean bacon was glorified from matt lalonde's presentation about how when you cook bacon, it re, it just completely amplifies all the nutrition that's locked within it. And, uh, you know, there was a, a notice that um, the, the grease should possibly be discarded and that the nutrition's really locked in the strip of bacon itself. But then at the end, yeah, it uh, completely fell apart and uh, Denise completely uh, admitted that she wasn't a fan of bacon. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a it was a it was a tense moment. Yeah, I saw one of the other tweeters was like, "Okay, more for me. That's fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then and then you know then we had uh, some of the really yummy chocolate balls that were truffles out in the um, in the lobby had some U.S. wellness meats, uh, bacon bits in there. So those those were a big hit, of course. And 
you know, we I think for one of the hors d'oeuvres at the banquet, the barefoot banquet was um, scallops wrapped in bacon. And at the paleo or at the sustainable dish, I heard that boar boar belly. I don't know, wild boar belly. I guess was served as well. So bacon making a, a really strong presence at this AHS. Yeah, boar belly sounds utterly fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So what else was on your uh, radar? What did you like? Um, okay, so one thing that I, uh, and I actually just posted this to my Instagram um, and Twitter, was a, a conversation I had with Dallas from um, the Whole Nine and the Whole 30 fame and the It Starts With Food fame. Um, it, it's, I mean, to describe it, Okay, so actually what's funny about it is, you know, you and I have been following each other for the better part of a year now and uh, on Twitter. And throughout this last year, I've gone in these little spurts where I've talked about trying to design an annual um, modality to my health practice. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, I get to AHS and there's, you know, Dallas Hartwig with his big, awesome green poster with just this amazing infographic of this seasonal, cyclical, functional health. Oh, that was his? That was his. That was okay. the whole I just thing. saw it on Twitter and I retweeted yours because yeah. it's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and then I, I was like, you know, I got to stand there and have like a good 20-minute, 30-minute conversation with him and just get really in-depth uh, with that. And that was just, I guess for me, because I had been putting a lot of energy into thinking about that conceptually, then to get there and kind of see it manifested visually and to get to conversate about him, it was, it was really special for me because it kind of made me feel like not only was I on the right track, but like that that was going to end up maybe coming to fruition as kind of like a, another one of the pillars of paleo as it were, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of exciting. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely, I guess they're going to be, rolling that out here at some point, you know, through their, through their avenues or whatnot. So, um, I look forward to seeing how that kind of comes out and how that manifests into uh, the community. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Was it ancestral focused overall? Good question. Um, overall, yes. And, that is, I would say, because of the majority of people that I saw, at least once in their presentation, they were tying their information into an evolutionary framework. So in that respect, I will say yes. Like, were there a lot of super scientific, you know, just ridiculously biochemically, you know, lexicon-filled medical impregnated presentations that would make your brain hurt if you weren't really into those kind of things. Yes, there were a lot of those, but the concept was tying it back to a very ancestral thing, which was, this is, you know, how we eat and this is how we have eaten. And this is why our bodies work the way they do. And, um, the the presentations that weren't so science laden, the ones that were a little bit more anthropological in nature or, um, even the ones that were a little bit more on food policy, you know, because they're having to talk about how 
to make people aware in your community through these legal and political kind of uh, factions about what it means to have an ancestral diet. So overall, I think, yes, it did a very good job of kind of staying true to its, um, to its name. Okay, that's, that's good to hear. I caught wind of someone who spoke there just um, through DigiSurge. That's Jack Cruz. He mentioned, yep. um, a, I think the guy's an MD that spoke about um, fish in the paleo diet. I don't have the guy's name in front of me, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and he was pointing to him as someone who's who's on message, on a good message. So I want right, to read um, more about that guy. Yeah, I think I'm actually looking at the schedule now, and I'm because I think I know what you're talking about. It was I'm pretty sure it was maybe Hamilton. No, no, it was. Here it is. Uh, I think it was Paleolithic Nutrition, Facts from the Floor, Remco Quippers, MD, yep, PhD. That's him. That's him. Yep. 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 I actually um, was at, well, I started out at Norga Galvez's, and, you know, even though I'm actually a fan of Nora's, I, it, because I've read her book and listened to a lot of her podcasts, I felt like I had heard her message. So I left and then went over to uh, Remco's talk and only caught kind of the tail end of it. So I didn't really get the full picture of it. So I, that's one of the talks that I actually am going to ensure that I watch when the videos come out. But um, I remember seeing those round of tweets. And uh, from the other people that were in that room, it did seem like, you know, he was saying some pretty neat things. I think that's actually what kind of pulled me out of Nora's talk and brought me, made me want to go over there, which is not to kind of like jump on another tangent, but it's really a pain to have to decide between some of these talks. I, I, I don't know how to, to recommend a remedy for that, but man, that was, that was one of yeah, my... Yeah, I saw uh, that it was a constant theme on Twitter where people it debating was. which room to go in, who to go see, because there's... So what they would do is just split it up, two conference rooms and two different speakers at the same time. Yes. And sometimes even talking about the same subject. Sometimes talking for the same subject. Yeah, I heard there and was then... Chris Masterjohn and Gary Taubes at the same time, I think. Yes, yep, yep. They I, were... you got to go for Masterjohn. Taubes, you can read Taubes' books, you know, but, right. but you know Chris is bringing the new stuff. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, actually, oddly enough, even though he was... Somebody that I wanted to see, I didn't get to see much of his because I think I was caught up in a conversation with somebody out in the lobby, and that's just kind of how it is. You either have to plant yourself in a seat and you can't really zone in to talk to anybody, or you go out and you're just naturally going to get wrapped into the coolest conversation with <laughs> yeah. just somebody you've never met before. You it, know? Don't feel too bad. I mean, Master John could also take it down a biochemistry rat hole and you'll be sitting there with your with a gaped mouth mouth breathing while he talks because you can't understand what the hell he's talking about but but he's got the good stuff man yeah i saw the funniest tweet about um you know is this you know the safe starts thing and blah 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 and is um 
the same message over and over again. And it's, I saw someone said, is, is Tobbs going to be talking about carbs in 2019 at this event? You know, is he going to get a new message or what? Yeah, there, there, there definitely was a little bit of a, a harder presence on. I think maybe in the wake of uh, paleo effects, I think there was a safe starch um, talk there. And, you know, on Sean Croxton's uh, paleo summit and real food summits, there, you know, it, the topic always kind of creeps back into the, uh, the limelight, as it were. So, you know, I think that this time around, some of the, some of the more paleo academic um, individuals, whether they're presenters or whether they're people that have been closely following the research and the, uh, the topics in the paleosphere, maybe we're a little, um, we're a little over it, you know, and that, that could be another potential, uh, idea for the structure of AHS is having things like on a track for maybe people who are kind of new to paleo and don't really know a lot. Cause that all is really precious information, but if you know it, you know it and you can kind of move on and you're, you kind of start getting hungry to know new things. So maybe having different tracks for some of the more advanced people and, and some of the people who are just kind of coming into it and trying to still kind of get the ropes of it and all that. So that was just a thought I had mm-hmm. had during the, during the conference. Sure. You have a new idea. Let's talk about it. Okay. You got a name? Yeah. Well, while we were there, um, you know, uh, uh, in which, you know, even though you weren't there, you were actually on the tongues of a lot of us. Um, and it just kind of felt like you should have been there. And hopefully uh, in the future you will be there because I kind of, uh, first of all, I kind of want to rope you in on this too. And secondly, you know, you just, your style just kind of fits with a lot of us who are hanging out. But we all just kind of linked up and, um, just kind of started joking around that we were the paleo posse and, <laughs> and after, uh, after, you know, and we were some of the people I think that I feel like that were um, doing some of the most heaviest live tweeting. And um, so if you were to go back to the AHS 12 hashtag and look back at some of the, you know, major tweeters and that you would, you, that those, those accounts would be the people who are going to end up being on this podcast. And, um, yeah, I was just sitting there, kind of, and this is actually something that I've thought of for a minute. I was like, you know, how cool, you know, all we, all as us as as paleo lifestyle practitioners, all we really hear are the researchers and the big time bloggers and the doctors and you know people who deserve every second of airplay they're getting and all the all the attention they're getting because they're contributing massive massive things but you know there's this whole sub level of individuals who are doing really amazing things too and have great personalities and i feel like have a lot to contribute um to the movement and the scene as a whole so I'd always thought in general, like, you know, and even you, you know, you go out and, and you'll interview people who aren't your run-of-the-mill paleo, you know, hot hot topic mm-hmm. type people. And um, and so in a way, I was inspired by that. And, uh, and I've always just thought it would be cool to have some kind of thing that was a little bit more focused on people who aren't necessarily – you know, making their living as cookbook authors or researchers or MDs, 
and not to say that those people shouldn't have, like I said, all the attention that they're getting. But so in that being there at AHS, reading all these amazing live tweeting live tweets from these people who are doing a really good job of listening to somebody, transcribing what they're saying, putting it out there for everybody to follow along with, adding their own little personal spin to it, you know, like really coming off with a, a unique personality. I was just like, it would be cool to get these people together and do some kind of collaborative effort. And uh, that's just more or less how it happened. I think some of the the conception of the idea actually happened on Twitter between us. You were part of it. Um, and uh, so now from here, we've kind of created a Google Doc. We're in the process of collaborating right now. The um, concept's basically just going to be everybody uh, kind of picks their own little topic of interest and does like a little report on it. Yeah, you had a, a large range of topics that you posted on there. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so and and really at this point just keeping the, the 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 formation of it just really open and kind of letting each of us kind of own our own ideas and contribute those and you know, just let it cohesively come to, come together in a final, you know, piece of content to put out there that people can listen to and maybe it can be a little different um, than what people are used to in the sense of, you know, a 30-minute a, a conversation, an hour-long conversation, or et cetera, et cetera. It can kind of be this faster-moving thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome approach. Exactly. So, yeah, so I hope that... Um, uh, ever so far, everybody involved, and I mean, you know, maybe even one day as it grows, um, maybe even it could be the kind of thing where uh, other blog, you know, because it was kind of born, and so f- right now it is kind of held to individuals who are at HS, and you know, you and uh, a small handful of other people, and maybe it could work itself out to where more people are contributing content and the podcast as itself could just be this really cool product of a collaborative effort of all of us, you know, practitioners kind of like weighing in on what we think and how we interpret things, kind of a, a top down and a bottom, kind of a middle out kind of approach. You know, we're not necessarily the bottom level and we're not necessarily the top level. We're just kind of in the middle absorbing this information that we're getting from all these people. And then at the same time, we're going to be turning around and putting out information for a whole bunch of other people who I think are going to really appreciate a, uh, just a regular person's slant. Not to say that any of those people aren't regular people, but I think you get my point. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a great project. I think so too, and I, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's a it's a nice project. It's a nice. It doesn't have to be anybody's baby. It doesn't have to be you know anything other than just like a, a fun collaborative tool. You know. Yeah, it's just going to require you know your effort. You know, you're going to really have to meet it with a pretty serious, intense effort because you're going to be collecting all the audio that everyone records 
and assembling it all mm-hmm. and, you know, making it um, accessible, basically, right. <laughs> listenable. And so well, it, it, it will require some heavy work on your part. And well, it will. I know you're like, up for it and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Very cool. I, I would love to see how this all shakes out. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Walls, Dr. Terry Walls, her, her, um, actually it was probably my most retweeted tweet of my AHS, uh, hashtag feed was, and, you know, and what basically I said this about her speech was that she just reinforces that paleo is a baseline. And from there, it's all N equals one. And, you know, she didn't say that, you know, and I don't want anybody to think that that oh. tweet was a, was a, was okay. something that she said, you know, so. Yeah, that was a like, hot tweet. I retweeted it and I love, because I loved it and yeah, I didn't and know if she said it or not, but I, I figured it was just your flavor of it. It was my flavor. And because, you know, she does have her diet that she created because she got a medical, I mean, now I just want to stop and like really kind of bring focus to this concept. I mean, it's different when. You think you look at a, a person and you hear their story, and it it makes a little bit of impact. But like, put yourself in her shoes for a minute. I mean, you go from being completely functioning to being crippled, and like your whole life being taken away from you. And you heal yourself by taking out all of the crap that's out there. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it required research, and it required the internet. You know, she was yeah. in the care of the Cleveland fucking clinic. Yeah, and they did nothing for her except make her more ill. Yeah. So it is a powerful message, you know. Paleo is a powerful message in the right way. So I guess it's just the way we handle it and brand it, and uh, our message. Yeah, and and that's the thing, you know. At, at some point, at the there's always going to be the is it paleo question. There always is going to be, I mean, and that's why I think there's a need for something like the Paleo Posse podcast is because, you know, it's like these are topics that Chris Kresser really won't touch. I mean, he he does his job and he, you know, he says paleo template, so it's still in there and he's alluding to the fact that the same fact that Dr. Walls alluded to that like the paleo is a baseline it's get rid of all of the and it's not like get rid of all the modern bullshit you know but some people take it that far some people take it like they they go to sleep when the sun goes down and they they walk yeah. around barefoot and it's you like know Melissa what? McEwen said to me you know people were saying to her are laptops paleo it's like yeah. you know, get the fuck out of here right you know she's that's why I love her because yeah. she, she'll put anyone in their place. Like, yeah, just exactly. back off. This is not what it's about. It's not about laptops. Exactly. And I've, I've had that. I mean, that another, another reinforcing thing about why being at AHS was so emotionally impactful for me because that sense of community of walking up to somebody and not just knowing, but literally talking about how we've, you've had parallel experiences of, resistance from family and friends of you know of of self-doubt wondering if this is really right of confirmation that it really is right yeah you know yeah it's you can get a little bit of confirmation bias but 
look look at the people around you. Are they coughing, sneezing, sick, red faced, yeah. eczema? Have yeah. you know? I bet I bet half the people there have lowered an autoimmune type thing in their in their life. Yeah. Like for me, it was you know asthma. Oh yeah. Um, asthma and you know irritable bowels. You know, gone, vanquished. Sixty pound weight loss without exercising. You know. These are powerful things that people need to hear about. Oh, I was uh, I was there with um, one of the, the last night after the Barefoot Banquet. I got to uh, you know hang out and have a couple of drinks with uh, Richard Nicoli and uh, a couple other buddies. Uh, you know, two members of the Potential Paleo Posse that were hanging out there, and and the two guys that I were hanging out with, their weight loss stories are absolutely phenomenal when you see pictures of who they were you know a year ago a year and a half ago six months ago and you know there on the spot richard was like hey man let's do some success stories on my blog like mm-hmm. this is incredible and those because that's it you know i mean yeah. like, i they, show i show pictures to my i just moved into a new place a month and a half ago and we were out in the front yard and a couple of neighbors came over and we just I was in the house and Christine said, Hey, these people have questions about paleo. Can you come out and talk to them? <laughs> like, right. sure. And they're like, well, you're, you're paleo, but you're, but look at you, you're healthy and thin and young. I'm like, shit. I get out my iPhone. I showed them a picture and the woman's mouth hit the lawn. She was yeah. like, that's not you. There's no way that's you. At, at first, I think she was mad at me. Like I was playing a game. <laughs> and I'm like, no, look, that's my wife standing there with me. You know, that's us in 2005. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, you must work out. I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Two two months ago, I did start doing some kettlebells and qigong, but overall, for two years, no, no, yeah. I'd made no changes. Yeah. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't, but yeah, no, that's exactly. I mean. You know, here we are, uh, me and my wife started at the exact same time, and, um, you know, actually me and my wife and my kid all started at the same time, and, you know, I think there was some point where our family was just like, all right, when are you going to, you know, stop doing this crazy thing, and it just, we just continue to improve, and, and continue to stay in good health, and continue to not get sick, and continue to tone up, and all of these things, and I think... You know, I guess our family was a little thick-headed because there, there are some members of it that are actually starting to be like, I can see it in their eyes now. Where before, I saw them want it, but I didn't. I knew that they weren't maybe ready to to be able to do it within themselves. But now I see it. It's like I can see the awareness clicking that they're like, okay, like this can not only not only did this happen to him, it's it can happen for me. And yep, I can yep. see the I can see the wheels turning about like mm-hmm. okay how do I need to start changing my life like yep. you know one of my family members told me that you know they read uh, it starts with food first person in the family that actually read a paleo book that or listened to did any anything that we've been shoving down their throat not shoving down their throat yeah but, no but recommending yeah you know. you're there you know yeah and. Uh, and, you know, the feedback was I went to the grocery store and read the ingredients and, and, and made selections based on reading ingredients. And, I mean, if you knew the backstory, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah, I mean, shit. Every American family is going to – it's the same thing, you know? 
that's uh that's what it's all about you know it's like i think for i see this trend with older individuals the older generation you know it's almost like to them it's just about it's not even just about it's like to them reclaiming their health is it's like the gift it's like the gift that they never thought they were going to get and and it it it's it's amazing to watch and i think for our generation because we did because we we took it and we did it and and we know that we have a long life of good health ahead of us because we did this now it's like there's just this incredible drive to like want to make sure that everybody knows they have this option. Mm-hmm. I think maybe one of the more difficult things, especially for older generations, is they were supposed to be the ones passing down yeah. the the knowledge um, for sustainable, awesome living. You know, elders are should be the you know the the most respected praised individuals in a culture but we have a problem because our elders are often very sick and compromised by industrial foods and environmental toxins and they've been fed a lies of bullshit from betty crocker for 50 years so it may be difficult for them to say holy shit these 20 year olds no more i'm lucky i'm 40 so now i'm old but (laughs) (laughs) I could see where it could be maybe a little difficult for, you know, 60 plus year old person to, to get on board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just kind of shrug my shoulders to that and say that I hope that they can get over it because. Mm -hmm. That's what, well, part of my message there is that in open communication to everyone, I don't want to just focus on. Jackrabbit, badass, twenty-year-olds that are CrossFit junkies. Oh yeah, I and just I, I feed guess. that machine. You know, the yeah. newest shoe, the newest this, yeah. um, because there's a whole world of people that need this message. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, and in, in that respect, yeah, I, you know, that, yeah, I don't. Again, it's like that. I feel disconnected from that in a way because. I, I try, you know, because I'm one of those, I'm, you know, I'm 33, so I'm one of the people that have been in a few situations where I'm trying to talk with somebody older than me, and I get shut down in that way, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then I have to go back and evaluate, like, was I being a jerk, was I coming oh, yeah. off the card, right. was I, you know, was it my fault, and, you know, a lot of times I feel like it maybe wasn't that it's kind of right on that reason that you said that they're just having trouble. And, and of course, you know, I have some friends that are vegetarian and that's where their hang up is, you know? Sure. So, uh, it's, it's, it's just been interesting. It's been interesting because I'll try to get in a conversation and even with some of my friends who are science majors and, I'll try to get in conversations with them about legitimate like evolutionary biology or biochemistry or ecology. And I'll try to talk about things in a different light rather than what are you eating? You know, you shouldn't be eating this. You should be eating that. And they don't, and it's like, no, they just maybe think that I'm trying to like show off how much I know or brag or whatever. And it's just, it's disheartening because I'm like, 
I want to talk with people who are excited about this because I'm excited. Yeah, you, you've got to find your audience, you know? Exactly. Entertain yeah. your friends and if they ask a question, give it to them. Be a bit of a jerk if that's your nature, you know? Go ahead and give it, rub it in a little bit now and then. But don't think that you're going, and don't even care if you, yeah. you can affect them at all. I mean, yeah. one of my favorite quotes is, you know, a, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You you can't you just can't shake that. So what you'll what we're gonna do though is with the podcast is is reach an audience of seekers. Yeah. And experimenters from any level, from teenagers to, to elderly seniors and anything in between, you know. And um, we're gonna help people get healthier, I can guarantee you. Yeah. You know? Uh, we'll collect our anecdotal our own anecdotes of people. It it'll happen. I think so too. I mean, you know, it's like, that's kind of what I came to through the weekend, you know, and it's really funny because I went, I went to there with my intention, my, my request, you know, to the ethers was, um, to get some direction, you know, to be like, all right, you know, I feel like I've, I've done my homework, I've been studying, I've been, you know, cramming and I passed the test and I'm ready to like, you know, take my business, you know, I'm ready to take my diploma and go out and do something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I kind of think with this, I think I'm going to start doing a, an individual personal blog as well. And, um, I think you saw, uh, that tweet I sent out not too long ago saying that I'm starting a, uh, a primitive skills intensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah, that's like in that's in like three weeks. I start that. It's going to be about eight months long, um, one weekend a month. One of the guys that uh, is going to be teaching and uh, giving uh, workshop courses. I think he's paleo or knows about it, and his specialty just happens to be tracking and trapping and hunting. So that's like exactly what I want to go for. So that's exciting, you know. And oh yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> I mean that's an awesome for you as an individual, and it's awesome fodder for blog and podcast too. And that's and, and it just so happens that one of our requirements um, to be in the program because we had to apply for it. One of the requirements, I think, it's, there's only like 12 people that were uh, accepted into it. One of the requirements is that you have to keep a journal. So oh, it cool. just yeah, it works out perfect. I was like, well I'll just use that as the, you know, springboard for to start a blog and all that stuff. Cool man. Very cool. Yeah. Alright, I think it's starting to rain here, so I gotta go in. <laughs> Excellent. It was fantastic talking with you man and uh, Dude I'm I'm just thrilled I'm thrilled to freaking death that we ever met. Yeah. Very happy we got to talk and I'm going to I'm really looking forward to working with you. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Fantastic. Awesome, Brian. Well, thanks so much. I enjoyed it and um let you know, let me know uh how the podcast turns off. All right, ma'am. All right, talk to you soon, okay. buddy. You bet. Bye. Bye. Two quick affiliate mentions today. AudibleTrial.com forward slash Doc Fermento and 
needhelpparenting.com.